Well, everybody, welcome. My name is Boz. I'm the one of the lead team pastors here at God Squad Church, and I have the privilege to give you guys a message again this week. I normally don't preach two weeks in a row, but I get to be able to do so this week, and so I'm super excited to be able to do that today. And today we're going to be talking about something that I think I think everybody has struggled with at some point in their lives. Um, I know that I have in multiple occasions. And so the title of my sermon, I'm going to give it to you right off the bat. It's super simple. Some of you have already been typing it in the chat. It's just simple. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. We're going to be talking about multiple points on forgiveness today. And I, I truly think that you know, it, you might be thinking maybe this is going to – forgiveness can surround just so many things, but we're going to be talking about three things today. And the first part is going to be uh, – we're going to be talking about forgiveness of others. We're going to be talking about forgiving ourselves. We're going to be talking about God's forgiveness. But I have a question for you to start off with today. Have you ever had trouble forgiving someone? Somebody did something wrong to you. You know, that person did me wrong. Have you ever had trouble forgiving somebody else for what they did to you? Or a second question, have you ever had trouble forgiving yourself for something that you did wrong? I think this one is just, it, I think everybody has struggled with this at some point in their life that you, for, you, you, you have trouble forgiving yourself for something that you did wrong. And then finally, have you ever had trouble or have... Um, Do you have trouble understanding how somebody could forgive you for something that you did? I did something so atrocious to this person. I did this against God. There's no possible way that I could be forgiven for the things that I do. I think that we've all felt that at some point in our lives because we're not perfect people. We're humans. We struggle with things. And so we're going to be talking around those three points today. And so the first point is forgiving others forgiving others. As gamers, I think we all can say, if you are a gamer out there anyways, you probably have trouble forgiving people sometimes when you're when you're in the midst of a video game, a, a video game match of anything. I know that there's times, it, let's be completely honest with one another, okay? If somebody, if you lose a game, it's not because of you. It's not because of you. It's because of the other guy. It's not because you went 0-17. It's because you went 0-17 and you only had one capture. But the reason why you lost is because the other guy was 25-0, but he had no captures. It's, it's never your fault that you lost. It's always the other guy's fault. Or maybe you've, you're, you play MMOs. It's not my fault that my DPS was low. It's because the healer died once at the beginning of the match 20 minutes ago. It's not my fault that we didn't have enough DPS to get through this. He should have been healing me 20 minutes ago. Let's be honest here. We're not all professional gamers. Probably there's a time that you screwed up and you lost. Maybe your DPS isn't that good. Maybe your rotation needs to be changed. You know what I mean? It's always the other person's fault. But we've all had times where somebody messes up a mechanic and you get a little bit irritated. I've seen it happen before. And actually, I want to give you guys an example that happened earlier this week. I think it was Monday or Tuesday that this happened. 
as you well know, I use Vix in some of my Vix Sigma in some of my examples. He's one of our he's our head mod here at God Squad Church. He's an absolutely amazing individual, and he's a stinking beast at Final Fantasy XIV. When I say he's a beast, he is really good at this game. Okay, he is a great healer. Can we get some hashtag Vix is a beast in chat? Anyways, <laughs> he's really good at Final Fantasy XIV. But earlier this week. We were doing the hardest savage raid in the game. The hardest savage raid. And we were going through and we were doing just fine. We got through phase one. One pull went completely fine. We got into phase two. We got into phase two, guys. And Vix, he made a mistake. He made a mistake. And the entire team wiped. And Vix put in chat, my bad. And you know what happened? The other healer, he didn't have time of day for anybody to be messing up. Without a word, without a word, he jumped right on out. <laughs> he was like, nope, we ain't failing this today. Not just, listen, people mess up. It happens. But this guy, he did not have the time of day for Vic Sigma to be messing up. Absolutely not. So he just left. Now, obviously, he could have had something come up. He could have gotten called into work. But usually somebody will say something in chat like, hey, this is happening. Emergency came up. That's normally the Final Fantasy community. But this guy, he, he just he just he just left. <laughs> he was gone. So I'm sure that he was just a little bit frustrated that we got. And it, this was like three minutes into the second phase. It's not like it was hard to get to this this part of the this part of the fight. Right. So he did not have any forgiveness at all for the screw up that Vix had made unfortunately during that moment and like I said we've all screwed up at times but when it comes to a real life issue in your personal life and it happens that's super personal to you do you have trouble forgiving other people like I said before somebody did something wrong to you do you have trouble forgiving somebody else and maybe you're thinking to yourself, no, I don't have trouble forgiving other people. That, that's never really happened to me. Let me ask you something. Have you ever said this quote? And I know that I have. I could never, I could never forgive them for what they did to me. Have you ever said that? Or maybe you've said this. I can't forgive them again. This is a pattern of behavior that has happened over and over and over. I can't possibly forgive them again. How is that possible for me to do that when it's the same pattern over and over and over? So we're going to go into our first text, and it's Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 22. It should be up on the screen here, and it says this. Then Peter approached him, Jesus, and asked, Lord, how many times must I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? As many as seven times? I tell you not as many as seven, Jesus replied, which already was a big number in that day and age for forgiving somebody. But 70 times seven. 70 times seven. Uh, some scholars say it's seven and seven. Maybe your translation says something else. Maybe it says 77. Scholars can't really figure out exactly what the translation was here. But the fact of the matter is Jesus is saying, let's just say because my translation says 70 times seven. So Jesus is saying that we need to, uh, we only have to forgive somebody 490 times. 
But once they hit 491, now that's the last straw. I got I got my tally sheet, all right? I got my tally sheet up. Oh, we're getting close. We we have 489, 490. This is it. You 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 do me wrong again and Jesus says that I don't have to forgive you on that fort. No, that's not what he's saying. Come on now. <laughs> Have you ever heard of exaggeration, all right? What Jesus is saying here, he's not saying that you forgive somebody 490 times and then that's it. You don't have to forgive them anymore. He's saying, I want you to forgive them every single time in a limited amount of time. And you're sitting there and you're saying, Pastor Boss, you're telling me that I need to forgive other people an unlimited number of times now. Don't get me wrong here. This does not mean that somebody that has done something to you that you need to bring them back into your life. I do believe that there are relationships out there that are toxic, not only for you, for people around you, and also for that individual themselves. I'm not saying that you need to bring those people back into your life. I'm not saying that. Forgiveness does not mean that you have to receive that person back into your life. But it means that you need to let go of what they did, that your bitterness is going to be gone for them. But you're saying, that's crazy. An unlimited amount of times that I need to forgive somebody. Let me ask you a question. How many times has God had to forgive you for the things that you've done against him? If you've lived a decent amount of time here on this earth, I can guarantee you that you have surpassed the number 490. I know that I have. I know, I know that I have. I'll be the first person to tell you, I've probably doubled that number or tripled it or quadrupled it. I am, I am human. I mess up. I am not perfect. We are not perfect people. We have all surpassed the number 490. God's love for us, he forgives us an unlimited amount of time. And now he's saying to you, I want you to have the same heart for other people. Maybe we've already messed up 490 times, but how many, how many more times are we going to continue messing up? How many more times do we need to go to God and say, I ask for forgiveness, God. Now, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, it forgave all of our sins, past, present, and future, if you've accepted him into your life. But the fact, that, the fact of the matter is that his forgiveness for us is unlimited, and he's asking us to have that same type of forgiveness for other people. How many more times will you have to ask God for forgiveness? I want to read for you the next scripture. It comes from Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 through 15. We got a lot of scriptures today, guys. Techie reminded me as uh, he was writing them in. <laughs> for if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. Now, we're about to ruffle some feathers. Yes, I just said ruffle some feathers. I'm getting old, chat. What do the kids say these days? I don't know what they say. Tell me what the kids say these days in chat. We're about to ruffle some feathers. I don't know if you guys say that. Probably not. I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> Verse 15. But if you don't forgive others, your father will not forgive your offenses. Verse 14 gives us a really positive outlook. If you forgive other people for what they've done against you, your heavenly father, God will forgive you as well. Verse 15, a little bit different, a little bit of a drastic difference. But if you don't forgive others, 
your father will not forgive your offenses. This is so important, guys. And I think people take this verse and they they don't they take it with a grain of salt. They don't actually think that, well, that doesn't mean that I have to forgive every single person. Could you imagine if God said, Well, I don't need to forgive every single person? I yeah, I sent my son Jesus to die on the cross, but that didn't mean for AJ Valdez. That didn't mean for Vic Sigma. No, it meant for every single person. And we need to have that as well. You see, listen to this. True repentance of someone will result in the willingness to forgive others. If you have true repentance in your heart, it will result in the willingness to forgive others as well. We need to have that willingness to forgive others. That's where true repentance lies. God forgave each and every single one of us when we accept his son, Jesus. And we need to have that. So I want to ask you guys today, is there someone that you need to forgive? Is there someone in your life? Really think hard about this. Close your eyes and really think, is there someone I did something to, or or they did something to me. Is there somebody that I need to forgive? That doesn't mean that they have to come to you and ask for forgiveness. That doesn't mean they come to you and they apologize for what they did and they say, I'm so sorry. Maybe you need to forgive somebody. I know that I've had that in my life where somebody hurt me big time or hurt my family or hurt my wife or hurt all of us somehow in some way. I had to find forgiveness in my heart for those people, even though I didn't think they deserved it. But let's be completely honest. We don't really deserve the forgiveness that we get from God either. If we're to be completely honest with ourselves. Is there somebody that you need to bring forgiveness to them today? We have to remember as well that we've all fallen short. One more scripture for this point. Romans 3, 23. Probably if you've grown up in Sunday school or grew up in church, you probably have heard this before. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Just like Vic's messed up that one time in the fight earlier that we were talking about, that person that left who didn't forgive him, who just left without a word, he probably has messed up in the fight as well. And I can probably guarantee you he will mess up again at some point in time. We've all fallen short, and we got to remember that when we're talking about other people, when we're looking at forgiveness of other people, saying, I've messed up as well, and I need to forgive that person for what they did. Because I know that I've fallen short too. Getting into the second point, forgiving yourself. This is, guys, this is probably the hardest thing that I've had trouble doing in my entire life. I'm not even going to lie. This is one of the most difficult things to do is to forgive yourself. Uh, we're, we are our biggest critics, okay? We are our biggest critics. We, we know that. You've probably heard that before. But going back to Final Fantasy fourteen again, I, I'm using this as, a, as my... This is, this, this is my examples today, okay? I tend to criticize myself a lot in my head. If I mess up, I tend to criticize myself a lot. 
So there's times when I'm writing and I'll say and I'll say to Vix or whoever I'm writing with, how did they mess that part up? It's so easy not to mess it up. What were they thinking? But then I go and I do something that was super dumb. I run into the spikes. I jump off the wall. I've, I've done so many things in this game. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that I did that. That, that it doesn't even make sense that my brain did that. I'm my own biggest critic. I start beating myself up a little bit. Even last night, we were raiding, uh, a few of us were raiding, if you guys were watching my stream or, or uh, uh, Susie's stream, we were raiding together with a bunch of other people in the community, and I kept killing the stupid ogre that we need to be frozen. <laughs> I did it like six times, and I was like, I'm so sorry, I don't, I can't stop doing it. it just, and it's like, in my head, I'm saying, don't do it, I'm throwing my stupid, th my weapon at him. <laughs> And it kills them immediately with one shot. We're our own biggest critics. And then I feel awful because the entire party has to start all over again because we wiped or because we missed a mechanic or because we did something and it was because it was my fault. But I, even on a larger scale, though, in our spiritual lives, and from a spiritual point of view, we mess up a lot in sin. We mess up a lot in sin. We say to ourselves that we're not going to do something. We say that we're not going to do something. Maybe you've said this. I'm never going to do that again. I know that it was dumb. I am never going to do that again. Today's May 28th, right? May 28th. This is the day. This is the day that this is going to stop. That this is going to stop. That X, Y, and Z are going to stop. And May 29th comes around. The 30th. So 31 days of May, January, February, March. Third, May 31st comes around. June 1st and then June 2nd, temptation creeps back in of the thing that you said you were not going to do. And we find ourselves being entangled in whatever sin it might be. Maybe it's rage. Maybe it's swearing. Maybe it's cheating. Maybe it's stealing. Maybe it's watching pornography. Maybe it's getting drunk. Whatever it might be that you struggle with, temptation creeps back in. We said, I would never do that again, but I just, I just fell into it again. And then we don't just feel guilt at this point for what we did. We start to feel shame too. We start to feel guilt and shame because we said we were never going to do that again. But we fell back into it anyways. So when we get to this point, how do we forgive ourselves when this happens? Like I said, I think I've had trouble forgiving myself for the things that I've done in my life so many times. But there's a process that I think is biblical that we need to go through in our lives to be able to find that place where we're able to forgive ourselves. Obviously, that's not the most important thing, but I think it's really important, yes, to forgive others, but to forgive ourselves as well. I think those coincide with each other. And so the first thing that I would say, and you guys can write this down if you want to use it for yourself. I, I have it written down, obviously, right here. But the first thing to do is recognize and accept that you did something wrong. Come to a recognition that you did something wrong and accept it. Okay, I know that this is the wrong thing to do. And so I am, I am recognizing right now and accepting the fact that I did something wrong. 
A second thing, because now, even though we recognize it, we struggle to let go of what we did. And at this point, I think we need to acknowledge whether it's out loud or in your head. I like to do it out loud personally. We need to acknowledge what we did and confess our sins to God. We need to confess our sins to God. First John chapter 1, verse 9 says this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confessing our sins to God helps us to understand that we have a father in heaven who loves us so, so much that he will forgive us of all the things that we do wrong if we know Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk about God's forgiveness a little bit more in depth later on. But confessing our sins to God will help us to come to a better, uh, a better way of being able to forgive ourselves. So we recognize and accept that we did something wrong. We confess our sins. And then number three, we need to learn from the mistakes that we made. We need to change our behavior at this point. Learn from the mistakes that we made. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 16 says this, though a righteous person falls seven times, I've fallen much more than seven times, though a righteous person falls seven times, he will get up, but the wicked will stumble into ruin. What is this saying here? This is saying that no matter how many times you stumble, no matter how many times you fall, no matter how many times you mess up, get back up and move forward. Learn from the mistakes that you have made. You've accepted it. You confess it. Now we need to learn from the mistakes that we made. We need to have a different mindset that's called repentance. We need to repent of the things that we do wrong. I know that this is wrong. I've done this before. Now I'm going to turn away from it and I'm going to go in a completely different direction because I don't want that in my life. Learn from the mistakes that you've made. Get back up and move forward. It's essential for the process of forgiving yourself, I believe. And finally, the last thing I would say, stop listening to the lies of the enemy and start listening to what God is telling you. Stop listening to the lies of the enemy and start listening to what God is telling you. John chapter 10 verse 10 says this, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But then it says this, this is Jesus talking. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Two things here, the thief, the enemy, he comes to steal, to kill and destroy. But then Jesus says, but I have come not to steal, not to kill, not to destroy. I came to bring you life and not just life, but the fullest, the abundant life. This is what I came to bring you. Don't give the enemy the pleasure of determining who you are. Don't give the enemy the pleasure of him giving you the identity that you think you have inside of your house because of yourself. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Thank you. For, yeah, I'm glad you like my haircut. I know this is first service that I'm talking to you, but thank you. I like my haircut too. Anyways, here's the thing. 
You are a child of the most high king and nothing less. You are a son or a daughter of the most high king who loves you so much, an eternal amount of love and nothing less than that. Don't give the enemy the pleasure of determining who you are. Let me tell you, the enemy's going to be whispering those lies into your head. He's going to tell you that you're a bad husband or wife. He's going to tell you that you're a bad son or daughter. He's going to tell you that you're a bad father or mother. He's going to tell you these lies and you're going to start speaking it into existence. But the fact of the matter is that is what the enemy is saying. And he's trying to let you know that he's trying to tell you this is who you are. This is what your identity is. You are a horrible person, but God is saying, you are, no, 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 no. I get to tell you what your identity is. Stop listening to the enemy and start listening to God because he's going to tell you how much he loves you. Yeah. And listen, I know that you've messed up before, but you know what? I sent my son, Jesus Christ to die for you because I love you and you're worth it. He says that you are worth it. And that is so, so big. When you're trying to forgive yourself, we need to stop listening to the enemy's lies and start listening to the truth that God gives you. Silence the enemy in your head. Silence the enemy and start listening to what God is telling you. And so I want you to take a moment. We just went through four basic things, basic Four things that we went through, a process of how to forgive yourself. Recognize that you've done something wrong. Confess your sins to God. Learn from your mistakes and stop listening to the enemy and start listening to what who God says you are. So I want you to take a moment right now. Think about something that you've been holding on to in your life. This can be something that happened last night. This can be something that happened 20 years ago that makes you feel dirty, that makes you feel disgusting because you have not gotten rid of it yet because you've been unable to forgive yourself. God has forgiven you. He's forgiven you. It's time for you to forgive yourself as well. Get up and move forward just like Proverbs says. Get up and move forward. And the last thing that we want to talk about today is God's forgiveness for us. I want us to have a little bit more of an understanding of God's forgiveness for us because it is so deep. It is so big. And so now that we have an understanding of why we should forgive others, how to forgive ourselves, now I want to talk about God's forgiveness for us and focus on that. As humans, we don't necessarily think of forgiveness of others in advance of something that, you know, in advance of something being actually done to us. So for example, right, I don't necessarily think in advance of somebody that maybe I'm not close to or something like that. I'm not thinking of, I'm already forgiving them for what they did to me, right? My wife, listen, my wife says things to me that she's like, hey, I'm really sorry, or I'll say something to her and I have to say I'm sorry. When we do something, we say, hey, I'm really sorry for that. And a lot of times what our response to each other is, it's okay, I forgive you, but I want you to know that I already forgave you before you even said it. I already forgave you before you even did whatever it was that you did. But I don't always have that mindset for every single person on the face of this earth. Let's be completely honest. I don't go into a raid in Final Fantasy fourteen and be like, well, I already forgive everybody for the times that they jump into the spikes, you know? Hashtag Vix did that once as Reaper. Anyways. <laughs> 
with certain people close to us, maybe we do give forgiveness in advance, but not with everyone. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says this about God's forgiveness. But God proves his own love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God knew every sin that you would do against him, every single sin that you would commit and every single sin that you will do. He didn't say that, but God proves his own love for us that after you defeated sin, that after you got over your temptation, that after you were able to defeat this or defeat that, then he would send his son to die for you. No, that while you were still sinners, while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. He still sent his son Jesus to die because he knew that you were worth it. I said this earlier. I don't think that I'm worth it. I don't. I'll be completely honest. But God is the one who qualifies me and says who I am. God says to you and he knows that you are worth it as well. So that even while you are still going to do things that are wrong at times, you might, you might be fighting against something, but we all slip up. I'm not perfect. We're human. Humans are not perfect. That while you still are going to do those things, his love is so vast and deep that he still is going to forgive you no matter what anyways, no matter what baggage you're carrying, no matter what you've been through in your life. I want you to understand the depth of God's love and forgiveness and what that means for you. And this is for everyone. So I want to read for you guys Romans chapter 8 verses 37 through 39. And this is, this is heavy stuff, guys, but it is so good. It is so good. Paul says this to the Romans. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything, any other created thing will be able to separate you, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nor Nothing nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the love and the forgiveness that God has for you. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what baggage you carry. I don't care what you've done, what your past looks like. I don't. I, I do care about those things, but in the grand scheme of what this verse is talking about, it's saying it doesn't matter those things. Those things cannot separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. God gives you forgiveness for the things that you have done. It is a deep and vast forgiveness that and love that I don't think we can even come to it slight understanding or even scratch the surface. Because let me tell you, I've done some pretty awful atrocious things. We all probably have. 
but God forgave you anyways. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, God forgave you anyways. And this is for all those who have accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. This is the forgiveness that you can have if you accept him as your Lord and Savior. And so I have a few questions that I want to ask you guys as we close today. The first one, I've asked a couple of these already. Is there someone in your life that you need to forgive at this time? Is there somebody that you know of in your life who has done you wrong and you've held bitterness or you've held a grudge, you've let the sun go down on your anger and you said to yourself, I am never going to forgive that person because it is an unforgivable thing. Is there somebody that you need to forgive today and let go of whatever that is? The second question, is there something in your life that you have struggled so long to let go of or even something that may have been just yesterday or this morning? Something that you need to let go of in your life and forgive yourself of. We went through that process. Recognize. Recognize what you did and, and, and uh, recognize what you did and then confess your sins to God. Learn from what you did. Get up and move forward. Get up and move forward and learn and uh, and stop listening to the lies of the enemy. Stop listening to the lies of the enemy and listen to who God says you are. And then finally, do you understand the amount of forgiveness that God has for you? I think I take for granted a lot the forgiveness that God has for me. I think I take it for granted. But it's such a big amount of forgiveness and it is a perfect amount of forgiveness. We cannot take that for granted. But there may be some of you today in chat who are here today. Maybe this is your first time here. Hey, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Maybe there's some of you in here today who have never accepted Jesus Christ into your life. This forgiveness that I've been talking about, this forgiveness that's so vast and so deep about his love for you, this is not just for a few select people. This is for anyone that wants to accept Jesus Christ into their heart. And so I want to give you an opportunity today to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because Jesus came and died on the cross. We talked about this early. He came and died on the cross for you and he rose from the dead so that you could have life. He broke through the barrier of sin and death in the grave so that you could have life and you could ask for forgiveness from God and be able to be able to live with him for all of eternity in heaven where there's no pain, there's no fear, there's, there's no death, there, there's no tears. You can live with him for all of eternity. There is a real place called heaven. There is a real place called hell. But if we accept Jesus into our lives, that's the only way. There is no other way to be able to get into heaven. That's it. Accepting Jesus Christ, believing that he is your Lord and Savior and accepting him into your life and allowing him to transform who you are from the inside out. And let me tell you, it will be such a fulfilling thing in your life. I did it at a very young age. I have not regretted it. It doesn't mean that life is going to be easy. It doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be just like, you know, dancing through the roses all day long or however you guys want to say it. It doesn't mean that. 
Life can be tough sometimes. We live in a very tough world. We live in a world that's filled with pain and hurt and those things still do happen. But here's the thing that I have that other people don't have. When somebody else is hurt, they might be just looking at their pain. But the thing that I can look at is Jesus Christ is coming back one day and I know that this is not my true home, that I have a better home that's waiting me. I have a home that God is creating for me right now and I know that. Because he has told me that and God is perfect and his promises always come through. And so I want to give you an opportunity right now. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ, what I would ask you to do is repeat this prayer after me. It's not the words that you're saying that it's not the prayer that saves you. It's not that you're praying to me. You're praying to God and you're meaning those words. And we use this as a way for people to be able to use something tangible to say, I remember that day that I gave my heart to Jesus. I remember that so that when you have that doubtful day that I really accept God, that I really do that, that one day it's something tangible that you can look back on and say, I remember the feeling that I felt. I remember the burden being lifted off of me of all the things that I did wrong. I remember feeling that freedom, that peace, and that joy that came over me in that moment. So if you want to accept Jesus Christ into your life for the first time, I'd ask you to repeat this after me. Dear God, I come before you right now. I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe that he died on the cross and I believe that he rose from the dead. And right now, God, I accept your grace, your mercy, and your salvation. I commit my life to you. And Jesus, I ask that you would come and live inside of me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, congratulations to those of you that have just accepted Jesus Christ for the first time, whether you're watching right now live, maybe you're watching a VOD or a YouTube. I want to congratulate you for accepting Jesus Christ into your life. Let me tell you something. This is the most important decision that anybody can ever make in your entire life. The most important decision. This is rewriting your whole entire eternity. It had an eternity that could have been elsewhere, but now if you've accepted Jesus Christ into your life, you have an eternity with Jesus. And hey, listen, I know you might have some questions now. Because listen, this isn't the end of something. This is the beginning of something brand new in your life. So maybe you have a ton of questions. Hey, we want to be able to support you. We want to be able to help you. And so I, if somebody can put exclamation point next level in the chat, what I would ask you to do is fill out this form with as much information you feel comfortable giving. But here's the reason why. I don't, I'm not going to spam you with anything. Uh, you know, We're not going to send you a ton of emails. What I really want to do is I wanna come alongside of you and help you with this decision. You might have questions. Hey, I heard that there's this Bible and I, I've never read it before, but I don't know where to start because honestly, I just picked one up and it's really, really big. I'd love to be able to give you some pointers on where to start reading in the Bible. Uh, how do I pray? I'd love to be able to tell you. How, how, what does prayer look like? What, what is the definition of prayer and how do I do it? What is this baptism thing that people have been talking about? I heard it in the announcements video. I heard that when you get saved, people are supposed to be baptized. What does that look like? We want to be able to help you and give you some resources. So fill out that form so that we can touch base with you and be able to help you on this new journey today. But I want to congratulate those of you that have just accepted Jesus Christ today. Guys, 
Forgiveness is so important in your life. And so I hope that this message helped you to understand that. And I hope that you can receive it today. And maybe there is somebody in your life that you need to forgive. Maybe you have trouble forgiving yourself. I hope that this helps you to forgive yourself. And I hope you understand a little bit more about God's love and forgiveness and the depth of his love for you. Thank you so much for being here today, you guys. And I'm going to kick it over to uh, Pastor AJ right now. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Powerful, powerful message from Pastor Boz, honestly, it hit home. And so he was, he was on fire. Speaking, speaking the word of God, it was uh, so many so many good um, points that hit home for me. I know for many of us in chat, but amen. Can we just get an amens in chat for Pastor Boz? I'm thankful for him. And guys, you know, all this is made possible every week, week in, week out, because of your giving. And because you guys say, you know what, this, I call this my home. I call this my church. And you know, in Luke 6, um, 38 says, um, giving it will be given to you a measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. We poured into your lap for the measure you use. It also measured to you. I don't know about you, but um, I remember when I was a kid, I went to um, I'd get the, uh, go to this place and you could buy like a a, a tub of of um, gummy bears and stuff. But you you could fill the tub to the top as many you could fit in. That's what the Lord's saying. Press down, shake it together. You gotta shake it up sometimes. He's gonna overflow. See, it will be given as given to you. And for all your generosity, everybody that's gener- generous here today, just want to thank you for your generosity. And if you make all this possible that we can continue to keep on reaching more and more gamers for Christ here on on Twitch, on Facebook, on YouTube, on all the platforms. We're, we're continue, continue to do that because of your giving and your faithfulness. I want to show you a video now of a, a couple of safe and secure ways that you can give. Here at God's Watch Church, there are multiple safe and secure ways for you to give. You can give by clicking on the panel below to give a one-time or monthly donation via card or PayPal. You can also go to our website, godsquadchurch.com give and set up a one-time or monthly donation of any amount. Lastly, you can text any amount to the number 84321 to set up a quick and easy way to give. Because of you, we are able to share the gospel with gamers around the world. No matter what amount you're giving, thank you for your generosity.